This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets, Episode 1. I wanted to open with an NBA-related thought that crossed my mind before I had this podcast. It was Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Cavs vs. Celtics, third quarter, and Kevin Love is giving an interview in the tunnel. Made sense that he was in street clothes. He suffered a pretty brutal concussion two days earlier, and any player not named LeBron James should probably take a game off to recover from something like that. But it struck me as odd because didn't he want to be watching the game? I was glued to the TV, and I had no dog in the fight. Kevin Love is on the team, and he didn't even seem that eager to get back to the court watching his team fight for their playoff lives. If you think that's bad, Kyrie Irving wasn't even in the arena at all. He was getting surgery for a deviated septum that day. What the hell is that? If I'm a Celtics or Cavs fan, I'm not even going to a wedding during the Eastern Conference Finals, let alone scheduling a fucking nose job. This guy's the leader of the team, going up against his old squad in Game 7 for the NBA Finals, and he's what? At home, binge-watching the Americans, hoping to snore less? Then it hit me. Players on these teams aren't necessarily fans of these teams. If you're a diehard Celtics or Cavs or Knicks or Lakers fan, you probably love the team more than the players on the team love the team. Daryl Morey said having a good owner is crucial to organizational success because it's the only job in the entire company whose priorities align with the fans. Coaches and GMs make moves not to save their franchises, but to save their jobs. Look at Stan Van Gundy trading the farm for Blake Griffin to buy himself another month or two of employment. It's up to the owner to veto these deals because in 20 years... Everybody on the squad, from ball boy to superstar to GM, will likely be gone, except for him and the fans. I've always loved Kobe because it seemed like he was the only player on the court that wanted the Lakers to win more than I did. Down 20, up 20, he was playing harder than anybody else. He didn't give up, even when I did. But even Kobe, who says he, quote, bleeds purple and gold, who grew up rooting for Magic Johnson, isn't as big of a Laker fan as me. Sounds crazy, but I think it's true. Was he watching Tariq Black and Brandon Ingram tear up preseason after he retired? I don't think so. Was he Google searching illegal Reddit streams of the Lakers-Kings California Classic Summer League game in Sacramento in July to see how Mo Wagner's jumper translated to the NBA three-point line? I doubt it, but I was. Kobe even left Kobe night after regulation. What kind of super fan leaves the game before overtime? I would have stayed. Comedy has a similar paradox. You know where comedians are when other comics are performing? They're in the green room. They're not watching the show. When I'm done writing jokes all day, I don't go home and watch sitcoms. I watch sports. If I were Kobe, I wouldn't watch Laker games after retirement. I'd be watching Modern Family too. So why is that? I suppose if every NBA player is tradable, which they are, save for a few, I don't necessarily blame them for rooting for the name on the back of their jersey while I root for the one across the front of their dope $500 shorts. My guest today is a comedian as well. Writing, acting, shooting guard. Dude's jumper is wetter than the Pacific Northwest. He's the CJ McSee of UCB. Sorry, friends, I am a column like I see him. Shoots like Mark with hair like Pow. Please, welcome to the show, Ben, found art of the mid-range jumper, Schwartz. You're getting bucket buckets. Who, uh, (laughs) (laughs) who says you're getting bucket buckets? (laughs) That's John Wall. Oh, that is John Wall? Yeah, so it's a second and a half of the NBA on NBC theme song that we grow and love. Oh my God, I just had a dream. I'm no joke. I just remember that I had a dream yesterday where I talked about John Wall. I would think I was doing a show, and I pretended in my dream I was doing a show in Washington, D.C., which I've done. Okay. And then in the end, I made some basketball reference, and someone said, oh, and I go, well, calm down. You have John Wall. 
I literally had a dream about that. What a boring dream that you just referenced John Wall in a comic We were show? all on dragons slaying different elves. And then in addition to that, you were on stage in Washington, D.C. Yes. And somebody groaned. The stage was on a cloud. At least you have John Now what do you, think of the, what do you think of the dream now? It's pretty good, actually. I reference you playing basketball. I don't know if people know that you're a very good at the very least, rec league basketball player. Oh, thanks, man, for almost giving me a compliment then throwing me down a bit. Well, I mean, you're not a professional. Of course, you don't need to no, be. No, I can never be a professional basketball player. 30-something-year-old comedy writer, but at the same time... I don't time, think I can ever be a college basketball player, even in my prime. So tell me about how you got to be as good as you are, because I see you shooting around, and you're making like 10, 15, 20 shots in a row, which is very difficult to do. That's very kind It's hard to be as automatic as you are from like 18 feet. This is great. I don't think I've ever talked about this. This is this now gives me a, a platform to talk about how I play basketball. Yeah, so like, where did it start? Were you playing as a kid? I played I played a little bit when I was in Riverdale, but not really. Then I moved to, uh, went from the Bronx to Edgemont, which was a suburb in Westchester, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't have any friends. Me and Ankor Balsara was my friend, and um, I believe a gentleman named John Luffman. Those were my two friends before I had friends. And I couldn't really make friends, and everybody played basketball, and I didn't really know how. How old were you at this point? I was 11 years old when I moved from the Bronx to Westchester. Okay. And then I, so I, I had to really deep dive. My dad loves basketball. My dad played basketball, was trying to teach me as a kid, but I didn't really want it. Sports when I was a kid, I wasn't as big into it because I wanted to play video games all day. Right. And then... I was like, all right, well, I gotta, I, I have to do this. If I want to make friends, I have to do this. And so I started doing it. Yeah. And I had so much fun, and all my friends were doing it, and that's how I kind of made all my friends, and um, or at the beginning at least. And so it was, it was such. That was the way that I really had to play every day. Were you that good at shooting as a kid, or are you no like way? Gradually getting and also, better? my dad taught me how to shoot like almost a power forward where, because he's six four, where you take it all the way above your head, you go all the way back yeah. and you shoot like an Bill, old Bill Cartwright style. style. Yes, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bill Cartwright at the line, starting it Tracy exactly style correct. behind his head over his New York head. Knicks or Chicago Bulls. You <laughs> can pick good. your Cartwright, whatever Very you good. want. And any uh, Cartwright? Is this your Cartwright? That's not my Cartwright. Oh. Oh, look in your purse, sir. Your cart ride is right there. So I did that because he that's because he's like, this way nobody will reject you. And um Rejected Jokes. Rejectedjokes.com. <laughs> and so I uh I started doing that and it was hard because when you do it like that, it's not as easy for it's me at to least aim. to aim. That's yeah. correct. And so it took me from there, I did it, and then I got on the high school team. Oh, you were on you played high school basketball? I played four years. I played two years JV, two years varsity. That's good. Were Great. you good at varsity? No, I was always last, I was like second last last in the team. Then junior or senior year, I was gonna be the sixth man. Wow. And I played uh and I got I must have gotten too nervous or something and I I screwed up. And then the coach told me that I'm one of the best practice players and just not great in games. Yeah. Which made me then believe <laughs> that I wasn't good in games and then I then I was garbage in games. So he was a bad coach. He was a great he, he was a great discouraged you from playing he was a well great coach. on the day. He was a great coach. There were moments there were moments of because uh, our team like went to the county finals and yeah. we did like all the we played against. Of course, like, but you Vernon weren't doing and, that because he sowed seeds uh, no, of no, doubt no. into you during fair. practice that you wouldn't perform well. To be fair, maybe maybe it just did get <laughs> in my head. He's a, Berkowitz was his name. There's a Coach Sands as well. I was not, I wasn't the guy. I wasn't good enough, to be truthful. You were the Jimmer Fredette of high school oh, basketball. Oh, God, is he great? Just like, I DM'd with him a, once. It was on the highlights of my life. I want to hear that later, but you set up a camera, you shoot in a gym, you're making 18, 20, 30 Well, shots this is what happened. Then I went to, I went, so high school, I was always in my head. It was, yeah. it was very nerve wracking to play basketball, but, uh, but basketball, it was like great to be around my friends. And I did chorus at the same time, so I kind of like, I didn't have like a click. I, I like did, I tried to do everything. It was Musical really theater fun. plus sports, Zac Efron. Style. I mean, I never got to do musical theater because it's the same time. Of course, as, yeah. The director told you that you 
weren't good enough to no. be in the show. So, but you were a very good auditioner. I will say it did get to me when when I was told that I was more of a practice player than a game player. It did really get yeah, to me, you, and then I wasn't as it. good. You recalled it so quickly and instantly. Yeah, I, did, I haven't thought about that moment in a long time. And so I wasn't. So I did. He did give me a shot or two in games my senior year. That's really. And nice. I was like, uh, so I was like maybe seventh or eighth or ninth, and so I didn't really do any damage. Yeah. Um. But uh, then I went to college, and there was no pressure, and it was rectally, You know, it's like just like intramural. intramurals, and also I'd go to the basketball court every single day. It was so you, I that's loved when it. you got like, and then I changed my shot to what it is now, where I bring oh, it wow. down a little bit, and it's more of a push. And you I just shoot went every so well. day. You have great form too. It's, it's not like I went all, well. First of all, basketball for four years, you learn and you change your shot, but then. College, it's like all, I, college is so fun. You have no responsibilities outside of just studying. So I used to go to the gym every single day, meet my friends there. And then also I'd shoot by myself. And that's what you see a lot of times because yeah. I hurt my ribs when I was in um, college. So when that injury comes back, I can't really play like three on three because if someone hits it, I'm in pain for a month. Yeah. So I've learned to just shoot by myself from corners and whatever. And I get so much joy out of it. I put earphones in yeah. I shoot by myself and that's how I get my sweat now because I'm old and whatever would you say you're a better shooter now than you were in your 20s like where was your basketball playing peak? basketball playing peak was college uh sophomore junior year of college I was like that was when I was the best I've uh, I've ever been and, oh really and I had my confidence better? up because I went from being like a small forward who wasn't allowed to shoot to bringing the ball down so I learned how to dribble a little bit and then like you just learn from the people around you and it wasn't just the people from Edgemont and it was like all these people from college at Union College. Ironically enough, we played basketball three on three like four days ago. Yes, and I, I just got over a rib injury. <laughs> and did we win? Uh, we did not. We did not, no. But it wasn't because of you. You're like Rip Hamilton out there. I'm trying to find you over curls. If you get a 16-footer, you're doing a step but back, to be jab fair, step, hezzy, pull up. You're, you're just... making me sound better than I am. But, but I will say in that game, uh, I try to pass to you so much. I, I'm so I'm so yep. into you scoring, yep. and I'm so I love passing the ball and get like an assist to me is amazing. Yeah, shooting is so fun, but like especially when you have a friend on the team and you could play with that person. Right. So like I would try to find you anytime I could. And I'm just crisscrossing the baseline. I am wide open under the hoop missing layups. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. are you, just you had a pat, tough day. You had a really dimes. tough day. Boom, Although boom, you hit boom. three in a row one time. I had I had three in a row, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we ended up losing to a series of th a very short. Um, um, I guess older gentlemen who can shoot really, really well. Yeah, we were we we did not take those, which shows you when as good as Amir says I am, how good <laughs> if I was really good. I don't like drive. I don't like the idea of me getting injured in a three on three game at a twenty four hour fitness. Yeah, is so a... stupid that I can't then go to work the next day. So I never really go. I don't crash hard, but I'll sh I'll hustle. Yeah, but I won't like I I'll won't put myself in a situation where I'm really there's a chance of really getting hurt. Is Rip Hamilton a good comp? Who do you think you play like? Oh my God, uh, Rolando Blackman was a great really? one. old Rolando Blackman on the Knicks. Oh, on the Knicks. What it was like is like that's like where I go to. <laughs> the guy who doesn't want to get hurt. Yeah, my basketball number was twenty because of him. Really? Yeah, him and Allen Houston. Yeah. Do you remember him making like the game-winning free throws in a NBA All-Star game? That no, was, when he that was on Dallas. The, yeah, that was on Dallas. No, but I loved it. He had a great shot, and he didn't really get to play a lot. So I really, and I was a huge Knicks fan, so yeah. I like really connected with him. No joke. Do you like the Rolando Magic as well, or just Blackman? Rolando Magic? Sorry, what did I say? You said Rolando, Rolando Magic. Magic. Yeah, do you Who's like because you like Rolando Blackman? Do you like the Rolando Magic? Oh, you're talking about the Orlando Magic. Oh, they're called Orlando Magic. Got it. Do you? You're starting a sports guy. You thought you always <laughs> said it was Rolando Magic. Yeah, well, I'm just really bad at cities. Oh, okay. But well, I, I nailed the where, mascot. Where are the Nets from? Uh, Blue Jersey. No, New Jersey. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. Hornets. Current Hornets. Uh, Bobcats. No, sorry. Uh, Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette. I don't know where the cities are from. Okay. Yeah. What about an easy one? You're the biggest Lakers fan in the world. You talk about Lakers all the time. That's right, where are they baby? from? San Diego. No. 
Okay. San Diego doesn't even have a basketball team. Palm Springs. Palm Springs Lakers. Palm Desert or whatever the fuck. No, like, Los Inland Angeles. Empire. Los Angeles LA Lakers. Lakers. I'll yeah, give you when one you more. say it like LA Lakers. I'll give you the initials. Okay. S.A. Spurs. It's in Texas. S.A. Spurs. Yeah. What does the S.A. stand for? S. Antonio Spurs. Oh, very close. What is South the S. Antonio Spurs. No, San. South Antonio Oof, Spurs. That was the closest you've been. <laughs> I love that. Uh, me getting a jump shot is just me doing it over and over again. In my, like, uh, when we moved to Westchester, we had a we had a hoop in my uh, driveway. Got it. And I would play all day. Are I you... remember one of the one of the memories. I remember, I loved that room so much, and we had to tear it down. My dad got the 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 driveway like done again because it was so it was all crapped up yeah and the guy by mistake hit the hoop and the hoop started to fall so my dad got a new hoop being yeah. like hey i got a new hoop but i i missed my old hoop so much it was like a <laughs> shitty great you know you know every inch yeah you're like the larry bird with a peach basket that's exactly French right like i missed it but game seven nicks rockets when the knicks lost and i really thought the knicks were going to finally win i remember crying outside shooting back <laughs> And shooting hoops by myself. Wait, wait, I was, I was actually going to ask you, what's your earliest basketball memory? Like, you're growing up in New York, Out shooting the womb, basketball. this is insane. The Pearl was the guy who delivered me. Earl the Pearl Monroe. <laughs> Earl the Pearl yeah, Monroe. my mom was there. Earl was the Pearl came out. Was your OBGYN. Are you shitting me? You down with OBG? Me? Yeah, you know me. You would have been great <laughs> if you said, yeah, YN or something like that's that. That's really good, it, yeah. But it would have been great. Well, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, but that's crazy. The Pearl grabbed me, threw an assist to Charlie Ward. Amazing. Charlie Ward threw it to Chris Childs. <laughs> Chris completely... Childs. It was crazy. Across generations and everything. So you're referencing early 90s. Do you remember anything from like pre-90s Knicks? Like I remember the 70s team before our time won a championship. I remember the 90s team. No, I would see. I wouldn't have known any of that. What I don't was know Bill Bradley's th- career. Yeah, I mean, well, Frazier I know from being a sportscaster, but right. I don't whatever. So what's going on in the 80s? What's your early memory I, I didn't really start caring about basketball till i moved to westchester so that's around 11 like when i was 11 or 12 which means that i was it was 93 so it was the knicks bulls it was and the it was Starks. like the best knicks it was the ever Ewing. yes oh my god that 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 roster was incredible when it was starks anthony mason charlie ward patrick ewing it was incredible then it was like Derek harper or charlie ward or something like that but even the be- even the bench that had like doug christie on it there was oh, wow. it was great anthony bonner was on that team <laughs> xavier mcdaniel was in that era do you so, remember these guys yes. Charles smith was in that so era. who was who was your favorite like like i everyone loves ewing and starks but like who's your guy i loved alan houston's jump shot i loved watching it was so smooth that could be a guy like that is your comp yeah but and that was one that i pretended that i could whatever but Although he was, he was a little good. later and Anybody that was too good, I never even pretend to care. I'm like so realistic. That's why I was like Rolando Blackman because he doesn't really. He used to be really good, but he doesn't really get any run um, anymore. He was, you know, an all star. He's obviously amazing. Uh, but I, the Knicks, '93 Knicks to '97, even '99 when it was Camby. I remember all. I remember all that stuff. So '90 through '99 is like your sweet spot of childhood Knicks. Falling. Yes, any and yes. The second I moved, so when I was basically 11 or 12 mm-hmm. till I went to college, and it was a bit harder to follow. What you're talking about. Uh, crying shooting jump shots is that the lowest point of your New York fandom no way what are you crazy that's almost the highest point to be, to be that close <laughs> was that the saddest you've been at a Knicks yes, game yes that was the saddest I've been that was uh, I, well there's some Pacers there's some Knicks Pacers playoff the series Reggie that really choke. got to me the choke yeah, yeah, all that stuff was, yeah, I <laughs> interviewed, like just I did moments. a show, I did the earliest show and got him on. Reggie. Yes, and then <gasps> backstage asked him all these questions. Which are? I said, did, um, did anything really get to you? Like, or did, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he said one time he thought he went too far, and he explained what it was, but I forgot, which is terrible. Amazing. But he, but he's like, he said he would do research on the players before trash talking them. So oh. he knew exactly what to say to them. Wow. Yeah. He's a, and he was so nice because I was like, LA "Hey guy. man, just so you know, I hate you. I've hated you my entire <laughs> life." I go, "I'm a Knicks fan. Like, I, I'm still a Knicks fan." And he goes, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, those were fun times." And I was like, "And we talked about it." He was he was so lovely that you're like, "Oh man." So what was your what was your happiest Knicks memory? 
Happiest Knicks memory. Is it finally getting to the finals? But those playoffs, beating the Pacers in the playoffs was a big deal. I remember the Pacers were so annoying to me. Rick Smith was like my mortal en- enemy for some reason. You still hate Amsterdam for I that. I can't, I mean, I can't go near it. I go to the Van Gogh Museum. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, what's the point? What, why are we even here? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the high, high point would be. I mean, Starks did a dunk contest once. I remember that. That was big. <laughs> Anytime there was someone in the All-Star, because there weren't, oftentimes it wasn't like in like the competition stuff. Yeah, has a Nick ever won a uh, dunk contest? I do remember Starks being in one. Is that crazy? Or was he in a college one? Uh, I don't know. I remember him dunking over people. I remember that lefty dunk. That's yeah. like that's, that's that's the iconic. That's the dunk they call it. Did you have a poster? Uh, I did not have a poster. No Knicks posters growing up. No. Oh yes, I did. I had. You know what? I had the. I had like a program we bought one year, and then I think I must have had. I had like an All Star team. I don't know where. I don't remember what I had. I did definitely have a bunch of basketball stuff. I went to Knicks basketball camp one year. I went to Manhattan College camp, basketball camp one year. Wow. And did you hate the Bulls? Did you hate Michael Jordan or did you respect him? I, did, I've, I never got to see him live. So like, uh, it's just, he's so good. You just want to beat, you just want to beat them so bad. Yeah. I remember wanting to beat them. I'm not a very competitive person, but like, I'm very driven, but I wouldn't like, I'm not very competitive. I think that Rocks, Rockets Knicks is the most competitive I've ever been in my life. Right. That um, was game seven, right? Game lost seven. game seven. Yes, and we should have had it. That was like when Starks shot like two Very similar to not as uh, intense, but like I remember when the Clippers played the Rockets and it looked like they were taking the playoff series. That's right. And then the Rockets just came back from like down 18. Them. Yeah, it was such a bummer. And I was at one or two of those games and I was... It's I like was watch, so bummed. Watching an implosion. Yeah, it was such a bummer. Although game seven was in Houston, right? So like the crowd No, they blew it nuts. midway through the series is when you're like, oh, no, no, no. It's okay. They have two more. Oh, no, no, no. They only have one more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that would happen to the Knicks too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so the finals... But the Knicks have a shot this year with Knox, Kristaps well, Porzingis. I, I wanted to get up to the the present, but there was this- Do you have a format for the show or not yet? Not yet. I was just going to ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Travel through time. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the 90s. Who is your favorite player? Is it Kobe Dobie? Uh, yeah. Kobe can you be a LeBron head or is it illegal? Oh, easy. 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 I, I, can he easily be switch. your favorite player of all time now? Oh, uh, not of all time because he didn't Who's behind enough. Kobe? Shaq. Oh, love Shaq. Yeah, Shaq is the beast. And I've got to work with him, meet with him a couple times and he's lovely. <gasps> you know that. Um, the 2000s Knicks. Did yes. Did you stop becoming a fan? Is that 99, 2000 when they no, got I'm to No, I'm talking the... about like Jamal Crawford. I'm talking about Eddie Curry. I'm talking about love like Jamal 2005, Crawford. Love 2007. Love Eddie Curry. By the way, I love the team when it was Wilson Chandler and, uh, right, Wilson Chandler. It was uh, Wilson Chandler Amari before Carmelo came. You hated Carmelo from day one. Listen, I don't was... hate anybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think did... Carmelo is an incredible basketball player. <laughs> I just didn't love the dynamic of the team. You, but before anyone else turned on Carmelo in New York, I feel like you I were I was like, not as big skeptical. of a fan. When, as soon as as soon as that trade happened, you were not. You were well, not because into I it. loved the synergy of that team because everybody was passing. You love the passing. You love the point guard. Oh, you but love it, the it also like and also Amari. Amari was. I loved Amari, and everybody's game kind of changed because you know he's a superstar. Carmelo's a superstar, but the game, the 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 team changed, and then the coaches seemed to have some problem. Then D'Antoni was having problems with Carmelo, and now Carmelo's with D'Antoni again. That's right. Um, but. It was uh, I, obviously Carmelo's one of the. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. He's incredible. Yeah. But I really love that underdog team that we had, and then uh, we had to dismantle it in order to to grab him. <laughs> and then I think, and now, and then there was some struggling. And now I feel like he's the first time we finally have some money that's getting off. Like we're finally yeah. gonna have almost be all paid off after yep. the Noah stuff is done. That's right. <laughs> and we have Noah Knox, stuff. and we have Chris Tapps, and we're gonna be able to get one more person. So you're optimistic right now. Very optimistic. Have I think I had a bet with my friend from Boston, that the Knicks would have a better record um, 
when Carmelo was traded, now that it was Chris Stapps and he could work on his game, da, 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 then after. And it would have happened if he didn't get injured. He, oh, you're talking about last season yes. when he tore his ACL. Yes. And I think they're going to be, I think they're, I, listen, they're going to need years, but I think if not this year, next year they'll make the playoffs. But I still think, I always think they have a chance of getting a seed because the East is pretty open. Right. Like, is that is that your goal this year as a Knicks fan to root for them to at least make the playoffs again? I would, I would, of course. Every yeah. year, I mean, I get league pass every year, and every year I like have to give up two thirds of the way through. The problem is the Knicks aren't even good at losing. Like they'll go like ten and four, and then start losing, and then not it's even so get a high draft. It's so unpredictable pick. and and weird. And uh, but I like a lot of the people on the team. You like Kevin Knox. You like I like Chris Frank. Tapps. I love Kevin Knox. I love Chris Tapps. <laughs> is there anybody you dislike? I don't dislike anybody. Even when Carmelo was on the team and I was like, oh, no, we're losing. I was like, ah, we're going to be fine. You were fine with it. As a 90s basketball aficionado, when did you find out you'd be like acting with Detlef Schrempf? Um, and then what was it like to meet Detlef Schrempf? Uh, by the way, Detlef Schrempf was amazing <laughs> and kind and funny and... Um, it was him and Roy Hibbert, and I think it was just him at the beginning. And I go, and we were, sh- and the scene was me shooting around with him. That's right. And he's like, man, my knee, he's injured. He's like, he's like permanently injured. He put everything on the floor when he was doing it. So he couldn't really play, but he would like half shoot around, but he would almost just pass to me when we were shooting around between takes. Because in my head, I'm like, oh my God, an NBA All-Star is passing the ball. Yeah. It was a dream. <laughs> and before I get into a Detlef shred, when we, we said when me and Roy were there, uh, there was just a scene where I was supposed to miss a jump shot. And that was it. And like, that was the thing. That was the joke. Yeah. And then we do something called fun runs. And I went to the director, Dean Holland. And I go, I think I have something. And he goes, okay. And they were changing cameras. They were doing something. I forget what they were doing. So I went to Detlef and Roy. I was like, is there any way I can dunk? Can you help me dunk? That's right. And then Hibbert goes, what we, what we do with little kids. And I go, you're already on the right track. <laughs> he goes, when, I'm a small boy to you. Yes. Hibbert uh, is what? 7'3", 280 pounds? That's correct. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he goes, if you jump, uh, uh, someone can lift you up a little higher. And then I go, oh, Detlef, would you do that? And he goes, no, 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 I can't. He goes, Roy, Roy could do that. I was like, Roy, would you do that? And I really goes, want you to do it, Detlef. <laughs> I was like, as an able-bodied 25-year-old. I wonder if Detlef old. was the one who pitched it. Detlef might have pitched it. And then, uh, and this then is the take me Roy's there. like, of course. Yeah. And so I said, all right, let's do one. I have it on my phone, by the way. The first one, I go, let's just see if it's possible. I go, Detlef, can you throw me the alley-oop? He goes, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, of course, I'm an NBA star. <laughs> I can throw a little stupid Jewish kid that's 5'11 and a half. And so I pass him the ball. And I have this on my phone because I asked one of the people on the set to take video. Yeah. And uh, they throw – and Roy – I jump as high as I can and Roy lifts me up. And it's like you're fl- – it's such a great feeling because – You're weightless. You, it's, you just keep going up, right? Because he's right. so strong also. And I grab it and I dunk it. And the video footage of me afterwards is the smile I've ever been. So then I say to Dean, I go, I think I got, I got something. Okay. And he goes, okay, let's do it. And I think the very first take is what you see. And if you watch the, I say take me there for some take reason. Me there. No idea. Yeah. Just said it. Because You're in a blazer, I think. Maybe. <laughs> I was so excited. I literally just said, take me there for no reason. Yeah. And um, they threw it. And the first one we, we got Jammed in. It. And it was one of the best moments feelings ever. I don't even know if we did it more than once. <laughs> and that, they used and it that's, like the take, the, that's the take that they used. As like an outtaker in the credits. No, that's the real thing. It's But take me there is in the episode. Yeah. Is it in the actual... So what yes, am I... there's a different segment where I did something with Detlef where he rejected me and the thing. Yeah. But I went to Detlef and I go, what do you think about the NBA now compared to when you're in? He goes, he goes, it's different. He goes, we hated the other teams. Like, we hated them. Yeah. They go, now, 
the culture is so different because there are these Nike camps where all these kids are friends with each other because when they were younger, they're in these camps together. And when you're AAU, you kind of know these people, like the top of the top know each other from yeah, the beginning buddies. of high school to all the way to the end of college. So they have real relationships with these people. And it's not a matter of like going after and killing. It's like, you know, these people well in his NBA was just more physical and crazy. And uh, I don't know if it was more physical, but. They didn't know each other, so it was like real was. hatred. They wanted to destroy the other team. Yeah, now it's like you see Draymond fighting against LeBron, and then they're and they do a TV Draymond show together. is drinking wine with him on mm-hmm. the shop or something. You're like, are any of these people actually disliking each other? I mean, do you need though? Do you need it? I don't need to dislike you to play hard against you. Yeah, but I think it helps because you get like the real like passionate fighting, the clotheslining, like the crazy. But that's shit. not. But what? That's like you're talking about like old Dennis Rodman stuff. Yeah, I'm talking about Kurt Ron Artest just fucking hitting the ground. Yeah. You're you're talking about like bangers. Do you remember the Malice at the Palace? Uh, yes. Did you? Do you remember Hated it fondly? It. You remember it? You didn't like. You remember when Artes went into the crowd? Yeah. It made me terrified. It I, made me terrified because I I didn't get to go to games a lot. We didn't get tickets a lot. But when I did, the idea that someone could talk trash next to me and then uh, that it, it really scared me. Yeah, I loved that night. No, you didn't. I I was watching. I'm like, this is Shut incredible up. for basketball. Why? Because it was theater and it was fucking, it bled into the crowd. And like, I've never, I watched It was like watching meta comedy. <laughs> meta world peace comedy. Yeah, exactly Meta world right. peace comedy. <laughs> uh, doing comedy with basketball players. Uh, yes, Roy with Hibbert, Blake. Detlo Shrimp, Blake Griffin. Blake did my improv show five, t- five times, maybe. Yep. He's incredible. I always said that if he wasn't six foot 11, how old is he? How tall is he? Six foot 10, yeah, maybe? Yeah, six, nine, six, um, That he would be a comedian. Yeah. 100%. If he wasn't a basketball player, he's so quick. He comes on stage and does improv shows with us, and he does it with the most talented people. And then yeah. I remember Zach Woods afterwards, we did a show together, and Zach goes, it's not fair. I go, what do you mean? He goes, it's not fair that he can be that good at basketball and then do what we do. We're the nerds. We're the people that look bad. He's yeah. like a beautiful man that can do everything. And I was like, "You're you're right." Uh, and he's right. He's un. He's and that's it. So he's not just good. For he's an also athlete. doing stand up. No, he's, he's not he's just good. good for that. And also, he picked up on it so quickly. Like and from show to show, he had more confidence, and he was he was he's an incredible improviser. And <laughs> he could hold his own in a real show. I wonder if that helps him on the court in any way. I don't know. I know he's doing. He's trying stand up now. He's doing stand up now. Yeah, he did like a roast battle. Like yeah, that, that's got to be helpful. He like, for and like... he has a production company. He's doing real movies. He's he's uh, he's a very very smart, very funny dude. He's a very funny. He does bits like comedians do bits, like you and I do bits. Yeah, he's it's... very very funny. He's a very talented dude. Is it sad that he has to live in Detroit for the next five years? Um, I don't I don't know what his thoughts are. For me, it's sad. Yeah, because it was fun to have him around in LA. Yeah, it was fun to have him around. Uh, but and also to see him play, and also I could watch all his games when he was there. But um, he he's he's incredible. I think he'll do. I think Detroit will be better than people think next year. I mean, the East is so wide open. I feel like any they're making team... the playoffs next year. Definitely, they have a whole season with uh, both of them. There's four or five Drummond. good teams, and then it's just like anybody. Like who wants to make it? The Hornets, the fucking Pistons. What would you do if you made like? Kevin Durant money. <laughs> well, like thirty million a year from Nike, another twenty five from the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, so let's say you make fifty million dollars a year for a minimum of five years. And I then know 80, eighty-three grand a week from his YouTube channel. Okay, is that true? <laughs> no, oh. I'm just guessing. So two you make two hundred and fifty million dollars. So let's just do it in a year. So okay. I can really get it. you make eighty million dollars in a year. Yeah. Uh, taxes are taken out. All right, so let's say he has to pay people. So that leaves him with sixty million. He has to take taxes out, he's gonna take half of that. So you have thirty million dollars to spend. Mm-hmm. That is your money, $30 million for 365 days. Yeah. Amir Blumenfeld, without making a joke. That's right. What would you do with $30 million? Bitcoin. I'm sorry? I buy all the fucking Bitcoin. But then wouldn't it go down because you now control it all? <laughs> 
fuck it. <laughs> Tesla's cars, houses. I don't know. What would you do for real? I think I'd probably invest. You don't half need of it. things. I yeah, I would turn it into a game like how can I turn this thirty into sixty? I think I would invest. Really? In, I think I would invest in things. It's never enough. Because I I I think the game for me would be like I want to become a billionaire now, which I Why? think is. Why? See, is like, I I understand that, but it's like. I don't know. There's something about like winning the game beyond basketball, where like LeBron's now doing the production stuff, and Durant is starting to do like the YouTube stuff. Where it's like, but they're I wanna, also I succeeding at it. Yes. So I want to succeed at it too. I just think it's funny that Durant, who has probably the thinnest skin of ever, any athlete I've ever heard about, really is like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel where the commenters are notoriously relentless and mean to the host. Well, can you comment on it? Uh, yeah, you can comment on his videos. Mm. You hear the story about like Durant who somebody tagged him in an Instagram post saying he was overrated and it was a teenager and he DM'd the kid asking him to like knock it off. Well, first of all, this is all something you have to understand. And something that my friends and I used to talk about, um, well, he's not as young, but when you're in the NBA, you could be like 19 years old. Yes. You're a kid. That's right. And by the way, you're living on your own probably. You're also traveling. You're doing uh, like... That's crazy. Even people who've been in the NBA for five years are 23. I yeah. didn't travel out of America till I was 20-something. I would get that if it was like Trey Young, who's a youngster, who's new, who doesn't want to like read the negative feedback. But at 29 a... years old, you're the second best player in the world. Like, why are you DMing people on Instagram telling them to knock well, it off? I mean, I don't, I don't care. I like Durant. I've <laughs> I seen love his Durant stuff. as a player. I also like, I, I saw him joke around once or twice. I thought he was funny. I was like, oh, I mean, on video. I've never right. met him. But I, I was like, oh, this dude, is a, I fucking think he's cool as shit. I think he's cool and I think he's funny i just think he's very sensitive which i think it, but by the way so are a hundred comedians they're yeah. comedians that read comments of them and you know like they can't whatever but the I best think, ones in the world maybe absolutely maybe i would think to have the confidence of being the best basketball player in the world you'd also that would translate to having the sense of self-worth and esteem not to dm teenagers on instagram well he made a mistake also who knows if he was drunk who knows whatever he didn't do it many times it was one thing i don't know that's it's, like how you went outside the other day and punched someone's window because they said they loved la la land when yeah. you didn't like la la land i just thought it was a little bit overrated yeah but still that you still liked it you just thought it was a little bit overrated Yeah, a little bit overrated so um, I punched someone once said someone to me recently i i did a movie and um some review came out that wasn't as nice and i talked about it and um they were like uh i talked about it like just in passing they're like oh did it not affect you i was like hey you know you feel it like even when people tweet at you stuff you feel it a little bit like but, but you, are you it's, responding you, to the haters yeah i never respond to anybody but because you also don't see everything there's so much bullshit but i i said and i think you can relate to this that that i came up in uh making my own videos for youtube and putting myself out there quite a bit. Yeah. And at the beginning, and I mean, right when YouTube started, and I used to get comments that were incredibly anti-Semitic. Yeah. And I used to get all these things about- Sorry about it, that, by the way. Oh, that was you. Yeah. You were Chumintashin 143, <laughs> uh, but it was really bad. And I think that those comments and coming online or even you doing college humor stuff, it kind of give it, it thickens your skin a bit and also makes you realize early that you can't make everybody happy. Even though I really desperately want everybody to be happy. It's like, well, some joke I do- Maybe a lot of people find funny or a lot of people, you know what I mean? You can't control. But I think that comes with NBA stuff also because you're going to have people that idolize you. Like LeBron James is the best basketball player, you know. I mean, you put him against Kobe and Michael Jordan. He's up there. Yeah. Um, and uh, he has people who hate him and say he's terrible. Yeah. I was like, how is that How is that even possible? Well, a lot of people are just saying that to feel better about themselves, I guess. But that, but I'm saying, even he has to deal with like hearing yes, that and whatever. Negative attention. Or you even seeing sometimes players, like they play their hearts out on the whatever and then 
Russell Westbrook, some fan will trash talk him and he'll fight back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you'll see, like, it's real. They're real human beings. Yeah. It's it's like, it's like if you're out to dinner and someone bothered you and said, hey man, Jake and me are fucking sucks. And you're like, what? What That I get. That I get. Like, where people yell at fans. That did suck. Yeah. It was 700 episodes. You don't really have content. I thought it was overrated a little bit. It was more than overrated. (laughs) Thank you. And by the way, it was more than overrated. And if you see my comments on your page, you were Hamantashin 144? I was Hamantashin 144. (laughs) 143 was taken by me. Yes. You've sat courtside. That was kind of a bucket list. I have. And you took me courtside once. Yes. The first time I ever got courtside tickets, yes. I, I hosted something for William Morris, my agency, and uh, there was no payment, but they gave me courtside tickets to a Lakers game. Courtside, courtside. Yes. We're not talking about second row behind the bench. And for me, it was, I'm a Knicks fan, yep. and then I'm a, uh, I was a Clippers fan uh, because it was the team I chose here, and then Blake was on it, and I, I just, I thought he was so funny and such a great dude that I want to root for him. And then... Um, so Lakers tickets front front. I've never been courtside for a Knicks game, but so Lakers that was the first time I ever went, and I wanted to bring somebody that would enjoy it so much. <laughs> uh-huh, you know what I mean? Uh huh. So I brought you, and then when I brought you, you told me that you had sat courtside one other time, and it broke my heart. <laughs> well, the the ironic part that? is, uh, the ironic part is, I sat courtside at a Knicks game. Is that true? Yes. We had a blast. It, <laughs> it was, was so surreal. It was so crazy. We to were right it. next to the, the we were right next to the trainer. What was his name? Oh, Gary Vitti. He was great. Yeah, we and were he was talking so nice to, him. to us. Yes, even though the Lakers were probably the worst team in the NBA at the time, just like seeing who were they playing? They were playing Utah. Yes, it was Utah because we were seeing Gordon Hayward. And I kept saying that he looked like just like a kid from Indiana on steroids. Yeah, he looked like he was like a background actor in the office. That's right. And RJ came up to us and talked to us. Richard oh, Jefferson. Oh yes, Richard Jefferson said he was a huge Parks and Rec fan. Yeah, which that was. And amazing. by the way, he uh, many times like, oh, that was like a treat of treats. Yeah, he came up and one other time, uh, one of the Clippers players, Decker, I think, came up to me. When I went with Billy Crystal once courtside, and he came up to me and he's like, "Hey, man, you and your you were in Parks and Rec, man, and House of Lies." I was like, "This is the best moment <laughs> of my life." Um, but when Richard Jefferson came over, he was so cool about it. He's so funny and sweet and thoughtful. Like you should I have him it. on the show. He has his own podcast. Yes, I'm he sure. does. It's so funny. Is uh, it about basketball? Uh, it's about like. Living life on the road. So okay. he interviews Richard. I'll do your uh, Richard Jefferson. If you're listening to this, I'll do your He's podcast. He's definitely listening. I He's hope absolutely so. listening. Um, he was so kind and nice and funny, and he seemed very smart. And all the interviews I've seen him seems like he's a good dude. And also, he was great. Yeah. Especially in his prime. And also, he he won rings. Didn't he win a ring? He won a ring with Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. The next year. He's I I love that guy's game, and um uh, I love that guy's game. And then for him to be so cool was very cool. But courtside tickets was incredible. And then I got spoiled. They did a movie Billy Crystal. And he, when you go to Clippers games and I'm all the way up there. Oh, my God. He's in the front row and he is like Clipper basketball. He's part of the, he's and part he of the know, team. And he's not joking around either. He knows everything there is to know about Clipper basketball. Does he know where Pooh Richardson went to high school? Yeah, of course he does. Amazing. Um, Lamont High. Um, <laughs> and, and where so, did Lamont Murray go? Lamont Pooh Murray went to Pooh High. <laughs> um, but he, that is a super fan. Like, uh, he is a super fan. He knows, he knows what's happening at all times. He knows all the players. You know, there's games. He knows where they like to shoot. And he's... He he's such an incredible person to talk basketball with because if you you know he's a huge Yankees fan he's a huge sports guy yeah and then it, it's Yankees for him and it's Clippers and Why he loves his Clippers. Clippers just because it was like the I don't sad know. worst team in LA I don't know you should get him on the podcast I would love that Billy if you're listening Richard hit, Jefferson hit Billy if you're up. listening uh, but, uh, but what by the way uh, wonderful wonderful man Billy Crystal wonderful great. out of his out of his way wonderful who's bad like I want to hear you talk shit about people Jake Hurwitz I love that have you met him uh, yeah we worked together for ten years. Jake, no, I said Jake, Jake Hurwitz. Hurwitz. Yeah, he was the he was Jake. Who was he? Jake and Jake, who was he? He was Jake. 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 Was it? Yeah, he was Jake and Jake and Amir. Wasn't that Gordon <laughs> yeah. Hayward? So <laughs> 
<laughs> there was that episode where he broke his leg in half, which I thought was a little disgusting. Really weird. Really We disgusting. watched, I was talking about game seven in the um, cold open of this episode where Kevin- Do loved, you have ads in this one or no? No ads. For real? Yeah, no ads. So how do you make money off this? You don't? Uh, yeah, this is, this is just about the bucket buckets, you know? Wow, yeah. I love this. Well, I'm going to sell out as quickly as I can, but for now we're just going to be talking. So how many will you do for free before we do ads? I uh, love that you're not doing ads. I'm not doing a bit. I love that. Okay, great. Because when people do podcasts, we don't get paid ever. I've never gotten paid for podcasts. I've done maybe a hundred of them. And I'm not getting paid for this one. So but I will say this. Anytime I do a podcast, I pay the other person. Oh, of course. You have to. <laughs> I do. I pay and you. I, I pay Jake. Naturally. And we did appreciate but that. The, but the idea is that these people do podcasts, they make all their money off the ads. That's right. And if you don't have ads, you're not making money. Yeah. I feel like we're. this is great. We're even. Great. Um, also, I will take my $1,000 out of this. We, uh, our history, which is so intrinsically tied to basketball, I was looking up old emails between us, and our first interchanges were about playing basketball on Saturdays in New York together. Like We did? Yeah, in 2008. Where? I have emails about playing in Stytown and you like coming and playing with us. How, how was it? Uh, it was Who good. Who would play in those games? Uh, me... Amir Cohen, Dave Futernick, Jake would sometimes be there, Neil Janowitz, you, um, the Rosenberg twins. Sure. We're on like 16th and 1st. I don't remember that. Uh, flash forward to us just watching basketball together. We were like watching the Clippers and the Rocket series you were talking about. This is, we watched... I'm assuming this is after we did Jake and Amir together. Yeah. Oh, no. The playing basketball was before. No way. Watching basketball was after. Do you remember watching at your house, Jake spilled an entire 64 I'll never forget, it ruined my entire thing. Of course. He uh, ruined your carpet. He brought a huge, like, cup. big gulp of, almost, of Pepsi. Almost a comical-sized Yes, and then he left it with the soda. with the top open. Top I, open. I must remark. No ice. And then he literally <laughs> knocked it over, and all of it went over this. It's the equivalent of two liters of soda just spilling out on your white, It was white disgusting, carpet. yeah. He spent the entire game... And, sort then, of and then I took a video of it to like Ariana Grande or something like that. Uh, hey, remember when we talked about Ariana Grande and now she's the biggest star because yeah. of your because that time you talked about it on the podcast? You think that we caused that? What was the song that we had? I got one less problem without you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got one, one less problem, problem without, without you. you. Uh, then another great basketball watching experience was the that Steph shot against OKC. We were at a sports bar together watching that shot where they like, he hit like a 38-footer with like two seconds left. It's crazy. We, we've watched a lot of sports together. I will uh, say you're my, one of my go-tos when it's time to watch sports. Well, those Game 7s last year I think was the one of the highlights. Playoffs for us. Playoff basketball. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. every now or. We'll watch every now and then a weekend or a Friday or something like that. But those but, game sevens were so oh man. good. And NBA, any Boston. NBA on TNT is going to be a blast. And then the Rockets Warriors game was fucking awesome. Incredible. We were. Do you, are you feel comfortable? Wait, do you have old emails? Uh, yeah, I, I got some old emails I can show from you. us. Yeah. Do you have any like the first ones we ever sent each other? What was it about? I think it was about scheduling basketball. That's so cool to me. Yeah. Um, we started for the first time ever. Um, I started, you know, gambling more. Uh, on the playoffs this year because we were watching Rockets Warriors game one. Yeah, it was in Houston, and we're like, the Warriors are probably going to win. This is going to be a boring game. I said, we should bet it, and you said, I don't bet. I don't gamble, mm -hmm. which is true, right? Uh, no, I don't. I never, I never bet on sports, and I love to bet on sports. Yes, I but I love make, the idea of betting. Right, makes things interesting. So I'm like, we should start betting on these games. You could bet on anything. And what did I say? Line. You said I will. Do it, but only if you place the bets. Yes, I won't do any of the bets. <laughs> I won't do any of the bets, but I will bet with you and yeah. I'll pay you. That's right. So, so I'm not I was doing a anything. Bookie, I guess, for you yes. for a little bit. But uh, it was only, but for me, it was more like I wouldn't bet if I'm just by myself watching. You would. Yeah, very oh, of much. Course, of course. But for me and you doing it together, it made it like such a fun and we were invested. And then we bet on these stupid bets. Right, which we, we did could do. who would win, but then we would also like. <laughs> 
$10 on the first shot after the nine-minute mark of the second that's quarter th- being a free throw two-pointer. Not even a bit. Attempt. That is not, a, that sounds like a bit. No. That's literally what Amir and I would do. would be like, all right, start of the fourth quarter. Is Chris Paul's first thing going to be a pass? <laughs> assist a rebound? It's more money for this. <laughs> da, da, da. And also, how much do you want to put on this? That's right. And we would do that all the time. Or, But we played the game very well. Yeah. Because we're also, we like math as well. That's right. So we did a lot of the math beforehand. And it felt it felt like such a no-brainer because we would bet on Golden State and they would win by 30. And yes. I'm like, this is But a not only would we bet on th- Golden State, then when they would be losing in the game, we'd bet even more on them. That's right. So as you were talking about Kevin Durant and saying weird things about him, you should be praising him. He oh, won absolutely. us at least 120 or 200 bucks. <laughs> at game seven when they were down like 10, 15, 20. I love Durant. I love Durant's half. game. I can't believe that the first episode you've already made a villain out of Durant. You're already trying to recruit him to the Knicks. Is that what this is about? Oh, Oh, God, I would love him on the Knicks so badly. You know what I really want? I would love Jimmy Butler. I would love Kyrie Irving. I, I would love Kyrie Irving on the Knicks. I think, uh, one, I like the I, I think it's possible for Durant to join the Knicks for the same reason that LeBron joined the Lakers, which oh. was, oh. A, turning uh, negative energy, like negative fandom into positive fandom. But for why example, would he? If you're him and you're winning every game and you're getting all the money you need, what, why would I'll you do I'll tell you why. One, because people are calling him a snake online, which we know gets to him. And Why two, are people doing that? Because they're saying that y- even your boy, Clyde Frazier, this week said that there's going to be an asterisk next to Kevin Durant's name because he joined a championship team. He didn't create a championship team. Uh... So he's hearing this shit. He's hearing the negativity, just like LeBron heard when he went to Miami. And he's like, I have to turn this shit around. And I think the way Durant turns this shit around is by going to the Knicks. I thought LeBron would join the Lakers because... He would get 50 million new fans, and it's such a smart business decision because he's not going to lose any fans. He's going to lose. He's going to leave from Cleveland. Nobody's going to well, blame him. Smart. And he's, he's going to go to LA. That he wants to do his next business. In. Everybody who's a Lakers fan is going to be rooting for him. Imagine it's Durant. also the biggest. It's I mean, LA, New York. Uh, yes. I mean, I know the biggest. People market. talk about like San Antonio has the best fans in the world, Oklahoma City, but it's like. Those are those those are still the like size. the most expensive yes. places in the uh, the yeah. So. LeBron chose LA, which makes sense, show business. And then Durant, who wants to get 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 million new fans. The best way to do that is to go to New York. He doesn't even have to win a championship there, I don't think. I think he, like, if he goes to the Knicks and takes them Well, from, he has to uh, play well. He can't go to, he just can't just go to the Knicks. He's going to play well because he's only 29 right now. If he goes, he'll be 30. And then if he joins with Kyrie. What, he two years in Golden State now? This, uh, he's done two. Yeah, this will be his third. But he keeps signing one-year deals because he wants the flexibility to leave. I think he's well, going to want I to leave. I think Kyrie Irving's coming to New York. Yeah, that's another thing. Like game, isn't that weird? The game, which by the way, he's on the best Eastern Conference team right yes, now. Yes, yes. And he would go to the tenth best Eastern Conference team. Well, Nick uh, Irving plus Durant plus the Knicks. The I Knicks mean, are setting themselves up. We can't do two max players. I think you can if you get rid of some of the like the because Noah's going to be off the books. Just like Dang was on the books for the Lakers, you can wave, you can stretch, you can yeah. trade, you can do whatever you want. Um, but those two players together creates a top two Eastern Conference team. Oh my God, it would it would change everything. Right. And the, it's like the, also when you're looking at the Lakers colors and it's like the most iconic thing ever, but they've lost for quite a few years in a yeah. row. Um, and for your birthday, we went to a game in the wor- literally the worst seats. And that was the day after you went to the courtside with Billy Crystal. Yes, that's true. I went from the best <laughs> seats in the sta- in Staples to the last To the row. absolute worst seats that's and right. enjoyed myself and whatever. <laughs> Almost as much. Almost as much. Yeah. And then, um, um, but when, then when, LeBron puts on those that Laker jersey. You're like, holy shit, he's yeah. on the Lakers. It's gonna be a whole. It's gonna be moment. the same thing if one of those guys comes to the Knicks. Like, yes. if, if if Kyrie comes out 
I mean, if Durant comes to the Knicks, that's that'd be insane. insane. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, w- doesn't he want to be, like, the savior? Doesn't he want to be a hero? I think he does. I think he wants the positive energy of, like, an entire Eastern Maybe, seaboard. but also, also... I don't think he feels like he's part of the Warriors. Yes, he does. I feel like the, the jokes Do you think the they win if he's not on the team the past two years? Yes. Wow, really? Yes, they won without him. They beat him. Houston last year? Uh... Yeah, I guess that's debatable because they were on the ropes. But if Chris Paul, maybe if Chris Paul doesn't go down and Durant isn't there to save him. But I have two questions for you. Yeah. One, do you care about college sports? Uh, during March Madness, I'll watch college people basketball. People always get on me because I don't follow college at all, but I'm so excited about the NBA. And people are like, what are you doing? The NBA isn't as exciting as college. And I understand the reason why because, you know, they're not playing for money yet. It's all like they're all in. It's so all heart. Yeah. But I just always love the NBA, and it's also like the people... Yeah. The NBA, to me, feels like a reality show. Like, I know all these characters. I love it. And I don't want to, like, start watching... Who's your favorite character? On the, uh, in the NBA show? Yeah, in the reality show that is the NBA. Uh, I really like the dynamic of, like, the warriors of, like, Draymond and Clay and Steph and... Does Clay stay or Durant. no? That's what they're saying. They're like, they can't afford to give every single person on the warriors a max deal. So people take cuts. So people take cuts, and Clay is but much way, more willing get, to take a I cut. I think you get bumps if you make the finals. Yeah, you get you a bump if paid. you get an MVP. I'm sure you do. Yeah. You By the way, there's paid. bumps in actors' contracts that if you get nominated for an Emmy, you get a bump. If you get sometimes. Right. I've never uh, gotten that in my contract. But imagine that. <laughs> oh my God! Imagine. You. The other thing was I did a Larry King show, and he said I'm obsessed. Larry King goes, I'm obsessed with sports. I'm obsessed with athletes because not only is it the people playing at the top of their game, the very top of their game, but their lives end. When our lives begin. So our lives as human beings usually really get into a rhythm in like, let's say 30, 31, 32. Their professional sports career ends then. They have to start over. The, the <laughs> most exciting right. parts of their lives are behind them yeah. by the time that we get in a rhythm. With their, and I thought that was such a smart thing to say and truly real. Like outside, now you see people like Blake and like um, 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 LeBron that you could see them, mold, even Kobe, molding their post-career. Kobe won an Oscar. Yeah. After he retired. But also, he's taken production meetings with like a bunch of teams, a yeah. bunch of companies I've heard. He's like yeah. learning and putting his mind to it. He's a yeah. very, like, these people are smart businessmen. But it's true that when it ends, do you remember when uh, Antoine Walker, like, you know, he had this big Bankruptcy. contract, he ended, and then he went bankrupt because he put all this money into weird, But it's like, it's true. They know how to, they, as in basketball players, are trained to play basketball. And then, what a weird thing that you have all this excitement, all this love for you, mm-hmm. and then at a certain time it stops, and now you got to figure out what to do the rest of your life. I think that's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, even like the players, you think that these athletes are going to be around forever, but then like even now, like you see AI come to the Sixers games, and like they're giving him a round of applause, like he's an old timer, and like the young kids don't even know who AI is. And I'm like, how do you not know who AI is? I'm like, I bet those same guys are looking at me when like. They were honoring Dr. J at a Sixers game. And I'm like, I sort of vaguely know who he is, but he's not that. Like, well, that a... will be Kevin Durant soon enough. He'll say like hi to the fans. But is that crazy? And then the young kids won't even really remember. And then the amount of Kevin money Durant. they're making now won't. Even, they'll never make anything close to it ever again. It's so that's why I never hate on like someone taking a big contract or like for five years it's guaranteed because this is that you think about this as a business yeah. you may you have blank amount of years to make your money yeah about 10 and then you're and then you're out you gotta you gotta do it yeah the, I mean, they're getting a, smarter with that too it's i like think so as delaying well delaying when the free agency should happen when salary cap hits and of and course legacy like is very cool and incredible but it's like if you're thinking about it as a business and you have a family and you know that you're not going to be having as much income the second this ends and you don't even have your second job planned out yet yeah 
Uh, I wanted to answer some questions. I asked for people to review the show and ask questions. How long in, have we gone for so far? Uh, about 45 minutes. Amazing. Uh, but first, since we were talking about gambling, I wanted to... Uh, let's start this next year off right. I'm, I'm opened up to my um, Bovada account. We can make bets What's right Bovada? now. What's Bovada? Bovada is my uh, sports betting website. Do you just plug Bovada? Oh, no. I mean, Do I'm you like, want them to be your sponsor? Ideally, yes, but I'll take what I can get. Uh, what I'm if their sponsorship at- was, we'll give you money in your account, which basically costs them probably nothing. Great. Um, and, and so do ads for us. We'll give you money in your account. Would you say that's good? Of course. Okay. Uh, so I'm what, looking what, at- are our, what are our bets? So I'm looking at NBA. I love this idea of placing bets now. Yeah, yeah. And so there's two, three bets. There's Western Conference winners, Eastern Conference winners, and then Finals winners. So can we also do personal? Who's going to win MVP, most improved, or anything? not on this site right now? Okay, so but those are the only things. To. Three things we bet on. Okay, so give me the odds. Okay, the most exciting one to me are the Celtics to win the Eastern Conference is roughly even money. Hundred dollars wins ninety. Okay, isn't that a no-brainer? Who's beating them in the East? It matters how good Toronto is with Kawhi. Yeah, but like Toronto, so it's Kawhi. Well, it matters who gets injured. Lowry. We, you yes. got to see the first game. You got to see how Kyrie is. You got to see how Gordon Hayward is. Yeah, but even they were so close, even without those guys. They're incredible. I, feel like I, it's I found would. Money. My bet would be we'll tell them what the set. But also for us, although we do play it safe sometimes, it is fun to put money on a blank, like yeah. the person that's like, whatever. So winning Eastern Conference would give me my top three odds. Uh, so we got Boston at roughly even minus one ten. Toronto is three and a half to one. And so Philly, explain to people what this means because you had explained to me at the beginning. Right. So minus 110 means a $110 bet wins $100. Okay. You, so put, you put $110 in you win and you'll get 100 back. Yeah. In addition to your bet. Correct. Uh, then Toronto is plus 350. If there's a plus, it means a $100 bet wins that much. So a $100 bet for Toronto wins 350, which right. is three and a half to one. Right. Uh, and then Philly is roughly that. It's plus 375. A $100 bet wins 375. So if you put $100 on Boston, you'll win 90. If you put $100 on Toronto, you'll win 350. And if you put $100 on the Sixers, you win 375. I think it's going to go. Um, and those are probably the only three. I'll teams put money on. Win. How much you want to put on? Is it all your money or is it my money as well? Uh, we can go half and half. Uh, the one thing that's giving me pause is the fact that a Laker fan shouldn't bet on Boston. I feel like it's bad mojo to be rooting for my rival. Okay, I would bet on Boston. Okay. Uh, then we got NBA championship odds, which is pretty exciting. Warriors are minus 200, which means a $100 bet only wins $50 right now to win the finals. That means they have about like a 75% chance of winning the finals today Who's second? versus everybody else. Right. Everybody else combined has a 25% chance. The Warriors have a 75% chance, which is insane until you realize their team is, the is also team fucking time. insane. Literally might be the best team ever. Uh, Warriors are minus 200. Boston's number two at plus 500. Boston's number two? Yeah. Oh, because they assume they're going to get to the finals. Exactly. The Rockets are plus 850, which I kind of like because... Plus 850 the... means 100 wins you 850? That's right. How much is... What was Boston's? Plus 500. 100 wins 500. Wow. I would almost I would almost put money on the Rockets. Right? Because it's too... It's too... It's not as much fun and you don't make any money. You got to assume the Rockets are just going to be playing in the conference finals against the Warriors and then you're getting plus 850 because if they make it to the finals, they're going to win Yeah, I, that's great. I would do Rockets. A hundred bucks on the Rockets, right? Sure. Yeah, doesn't that make sense? And I'm okay rooting for the Rockets. I don't hate the Rockets. Lakers have a lot of rivals in the West. I don't hate I the Rockets. I wonder if Carmelo's role is going to be on the Rockets. Isn't that going to be interesting? I'm very interested to know. Because there's a lot of things. I want to see what Boston looks like. I want to see what Houston looks like. I want to see what the Knicks look like. I know it's boring. I yeah. want to see the Lakers look like very bad. Oh my God, I'm so excited. By the way, and I love going to basketball games. It'll be yes. so fun to see 
LeBron in a Lakers jersey. Yeah, that would be so crazy. Staples. I feel like I have to also, go to Also, Knicks Lakers night. is still a thing, so it's like that'll be fun for me as well. Like, and now Lakers Celtics is back because like these are. No, it's crazy. The Lakers finals odds are absurd. It's ten to one right now to win the finals. That's how like big LeBron is. LeBron joined a team that didn't make the playoffs, and now they're saying he has a ten percent chance of winning the finals next year. I wonder if they can. Can they do any big moves on the team still or no? It's over. Yeah. Well. I think the plan is to watch LeBron play with the youngsters, and then if they're doing well, keep them around, and then if not, you package some of them up and trade them for a, a superstar. Makes sense. So, like, let's say Lonzo's struggling with LeBron or Kuz is struggling, then you could be like a Lonzo Kuz in a first-round pick for, what does that get you? Jimmy Buckets, perhaps. Jimmy Butler and LeBron would be great. Kawhi, if he's disgruntled in Toronto, his value goes down. So interesting. Or you just let them grow, like, n- naturally mesh together. Let's who's see your, what Lonzo and... Who's your top three people to have on the podcast? Guests? Yes. If I can get anybody? You can get anybody. Any actor, any basketball player, any anybody. Um, you yeah. get three. Uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. Oh, by the way, doesn't seem impossible. <laughs> no, he seems like he'd want to do it for just for marketing reasons. <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan, probably. He's pretty good. <laughs> Who's your third? Uh, give me Ed O'Bannon. Wow, man, that's crazy. I love that. Not even Charles? Not even Charles. You want Ed? <laughs> I want fucking Ed Wow, you're going O'Bannon. to UCLA. He's probably around. That's what I'm saying, dude. I want to talk to him about it. <laughs> Ed O'Bannon. <laughs> Love Ed O'Bannon. All right, can we answer some questions sent by people? Uh, If you have questions for us, you can send them uh, by reviewing the podcast. Give us five stars. Ask your question in the review. Wait, how long have we been going for? You didn't answer. Nearly an hour. Oh, what a how great. Straight talking, by the way. I know, and it just, I feel like with basketball, it, the the time just goes by. No, no, it no, it's felt like, like a very long time for me. Awesome. Because it's very hot in this room, we don't put yeah, on the air conditioning. And you don't like me. No, I hate way. you. I see you enough during the week. I don't need to see you. Like, <laughs> of course. NBA podcast. These jam. are questions from fans. That's right. How do they submit? Uh, Apple Store. They leave a five star review. Ask the question in the review. Uh, they have to give five stars. They won't look at the question. Of course. Oh my god, that's so smart. You're such a deviated septum. <laughs> Isn't it weird? He got the surgery on Game Seven. That's so bizarre to me. Like people didn't make a big deal out of that. That's fucking nuts. Get it him on the game... podcast. Talk about it. It was he's Game a funny Seven. Guy too against his old team. Did you see team. Uncle Drew? Yes, he's very funny. Was he good? I didn't see Uncle Drew. I, I didn't want to see. It. I want to see. It. <laughs> but isn't that weird? Your your star point guard playing against his old team, and he's just at home recovering. I wonder from his what surgery? it was. There must have been a reason for it. It doesn't make sense to me. All right. Um, I need to get deviated seven surgery. For the past seven years, my doctor told me I can't breathe. Wait for game seven in the NBA finals. That's oh, funny. wait, you wouldn't do that because you're a fan. All right. If NBA Jam was around today, what would be your go-to two-man squad? We didn't talk about this on the show. We Porzingis are, Knox, next. Wow. Are, you're really fucking good at basketball video games, too. We've played NBA I love that. Well, I, I was addicted to video games. Before, when I was playing basketball, I would, I'd be playing basketball, playing video games, so what or was watching your, cartoons. What was your peak basketball video game experience? Peak basketball video game? Like, NBA sh- Live, Mark Fenichel. I would play, we played every day, every weekend. NBA Live 95? Yes, NBA Live, but we did them all. I bought, I bought. Uh, you know, that was the game I pl- uh, uh, we did every year. We do that. We do Mario Kart if you want to consider that sports, but no, it's not basketball. Yeah. But we did NBA Jam, and that's fun. We had a blast. But this is like, and I'm no joke, he had a girlfriend once, we were in high school. You got to get rid of her, dude. That came to downstairs to my, uh, like the right next to the garage where we played, okay. and she would come watch us play uh, video games every now and then. Wow, I wonder if she's into gaming still. Like I, you instilled in her this like Twitch her philosophy. Name is Michelle Obama. I don't know what happened to her. There afterwards. is no fucking Whoa. way, dude. Oh, no. Her last name would have been Obama yet. Got it. Um, but uh, 
that that's when I, and, and we would even sing the song NBA Live. I don't know. I never played the game before. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. I would play. It matters. Oh, I don't remember the exact. It matters team, the but, year, huh? It matters the year. Well, yeah, because you have LJ and you have Alonzo and you have Muggsy Boo. Porzingis on NBA Jam is really good because he's got the Tall, height, he's got the rebound, but he's he also like shoot. high on three. And then you have Knox underneath. But there's a bunch of fun ones in that NBA Jam game. We played downstairs. You have NBA Jam here yeah. at the office. You're so good at NBA Jam. You, we were but playing a lot. But I played it so much when I was a but kid. But I played it a lot too. And then you took your cousin who was like kind of like learning Mark how Foreman. to play. Shout out to Mark Foreman. You took him and uh, beat me and Marty who were like playing a lot at the same time. Listen, I'm a shooter. Even in the basketball game, I'm a shooter. Porzingis and Knox, those, that's your big two? Well, listen. Give me LeBron and Lonzo. I'm so excited to see no, them play I'd, together. No, I would take LeBron and Kuz. Who would I take on? I w- well, by the way, I would do Chris Paul and uh, Blake oh, if it was good. a year ago for that. Or Milos and Blake. Oh, I would love that. That's like the modern day of like Muggsy and oh, Morning or baby, something. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. But also, I would like to, Durant is fun to play with. Also, you can get Harden. I mean, yeah. I still have all the games for Xbox One. It's just 2K now instead of NBA Live. Have you seen Zion Williamson's highlights? Yes. Like this kid who's... Even like the Duke ones. <laughs> By like, the way... It's it, like real life NBA jam. And he's a kid. Yes. He's and a, he's not done growing, I think. He's 18 years old and he's doing like those windmill 360s he's from incredible. NBA he is, he is playing NBA Jam. Yeah. I often... I Said anytime, anytime I watch the uh, the Golden State Warriors play, I say it's like having a game genie on your like <laughs> right. NBA Live. That's like, it's like no, all the cheat codes. Yeah, all five of them are historically. It's good insane. Cheaters. They're always on fire. They're like always have the basketball emblem, the three point emblem. How did the Rockets almost beat them? Rockets are great. The and Rockets Chris Paul got injured. Them. Yeah, and they still almost beat them. They will. They're going to be. By the way, I don't know why more people should be talking about the Rockets, Plus especially if you have Carmelo coming off the bench. Then you That's have a right. whole other squad. Do you see they just traded Ryan Anderson for Brandon Knight? Today. Yeah, but I love Brandon Knight. Yeah, he's going to be on the Rockets. Now. But they're also going to get rid of the, Ryan Anderson. Costs a lot of money. That's right. They're going to shed some salary. All right. Um, what? Uh, Wait, Jay- you didn't answer yours. It was yours? I was going to say LeBron and Lonzo, just because I'm excited to see them play together. I'm very excited to see them. JD the Sauce asks. Um, if you could combine any two current players to make the perfect player, who would you choose and why? Wow. So like, I would say Steph just because he's the best. Shooter. Shooter and dribbler. So now give me someone underneath that can play. Yeah, like DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Joel Jordan. Embiid. Oh, Joel Embiid with Steph's handles and shooting ability. Or uh, Giannis. Oh uh, yeah, Giannis. But Giannis already is like a combination of all these I players. love watching him. He's, I love he's also like NBA play. Jam, just like two he dribbles is from NBA half jam. court, he can stretch just dunk Armstrong. From, yes, it's insane. He's like, every dunk of his looks like the last dunk in NBA Jam. <laughs> or, or an NBA Space, space jam. jam, yeah. <laughs> NBA Space Jam. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, here we go. T.S. Pauls writes, uh, do you legitimately believe that any team has the chance to beat Golden State in the next four years? I do. I think that the Rockets have a chance. And the Celtics? Um... A healthy Celtics. Man, the Celtics were so fun to watch. You and I watched a lot of those games together. Yeah. Um, The Celtics were really fun. I think it's Rockets definitely have a chance. Um, And, I mean, the Rockets also want it bad. They really want it. Chris Paul wants it bad. I think that's a thing. Like, if a team hasn't won and another team has won I think so, too. And they're, they're like... Those guys want it. Those guys are hungry (laughs) as shit. (laughs) And they retained almost all their team. And Harden might be... Like, when they're playing... When the Rockets are playing the Warriors... It might be the only time in the NBA where the Rockets them. have the best player on the court. You can't guard them. No. Um, I would say Rockets have an actual chance, and I think Boston has a chance as well, but the Rockets have an actual chance. Um, 
I, this is also why you listen to this podcast. You should know this is two people that are normal idiots, and mm-hmm. we know, like, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, like, for example, I think the Grizzlies have a chance. They're not even in the league anymore. Of course. The Vancouver Grizzlies with Bryant Reeves? Yeah. <laughs> Big name, three, name three people on the Vancouver Grizzlies. Team. Oh, my God. We can go more than that. You want to go back and forth? And Give me five. Down? No, I don't know how many doing the Grizzlies. Uh, Sharif Abdurrahim. Oh, great one. Benoit Benjamin. Uh, t- uh, um, wasn't Greg Anthony on the Gri- Vancouver Grizzlies? No. Um, you can stop. Okay. That's awesome, dude. Blue Edwards. Nice. Keep Thanks. going. Uh, <laughs> now we're back. Okay. No, we're out. Okay. Next question. Um, how do you manage, Gus Rachel's writes, how do you manage to keep up with a team when there are so many games in a season? You have to pick your team. Do you watch every Knicks game? No. Do I you? used to try to watch, but it's, I'm so busy lately that now what I do is I wake up, I look at box scores. I love looking at box scores. Your yes. episode zero was very true to me. I must have a little form of OCD. You have a little form of OCD as well. Just like looking at the numbers. Oh, I love, and also like to see the line, like if someone has a bananas line. And to me, it's like so crazy. Like when Kobe (laughs) scored 81 and and you saw a box score where it said 81, it was bananas. It's like a typo. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that. And also when you see like a clean triple double. Yeah, I love. 10, 10, 10. I love, so like when Russell Westbrook, I I was watching, I didn't watch an Oklahoma City game, but I, I looked at the box scores every night for Russell Westbrook just to see if he hit another one. Yeah. You know, that was so average... exciting to me. Him him hitting uh, Oscar's uh, run. Yeah. I thought that was so exciting. <laughs> you know, he did it again last year. Yes, he did. And it, <laughs> nobody uh, cares. I talked about it. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> he Do just averaged a triple-double. Like, it used to be that if someone had a triple-double, it would be the biggest thing. Yeah, he does it so regularly that you don't give him enough credit. He is unbelievable. He's insane. That's another one you might want to mix. Russell yeah. Westbrook and someone else. Oh my God. He's he's, he's NBA Jam too. He is NBA Jam. I love watching him. And he seems funny too. I love a, I love a dude when they seem like, oh, this guy probably has a sense of humor. I did a, Blake we know is incredible, but uh, Greg Olson on the Panthers football. Oh, he was so funny. I did. Oh my God. I did a <laughs> sketch with him and he was so funny that I was like, dude. Also Blake's producing partner, Ryan, uh, I think it's Khalil. Do you know him? No. Um, he's an offensive lineman, I believe. Holy shit. Um, but he's, he's uh, yeah, Khalil. He's he's incredibly funny also. And one of those guys that, because uh, he has the impression coming, we were talking about some project they were doing, and then he showed me a picture of his office, and it's all like miniature <laughs> superhero figurines. <laughs> And but like he cares and he loves about these things like I love them. This is it felt like when Rick Fox was in a Jake and Amir episode. I'm like, wait, you're a three time champion, you're attractive, and you're also really funny. And so, loves he loves Jake and Amir. That's right. It didn't make sense to me at One all. One of the coolest things I ever saw was uh to show how smart some of these guys are is that uh uh I used to play this game with Blake where he would uh I'd be like uh, he he know he would get a schedule and a couple weeks later I'd be like January third where are you and I'd be like January third without looking at anything he could tell you. What city he's in? The entire schedule. He he memorizes the entire thing. Why? It's crazy. I don't know. I guess maybe you have to if you're that good to know exactly all that stuff. But but Ryan, his producing partner, plays football. It also shows you that people that are incredibly good at something. So I'll put Don Cheadle at that. One of the best actors I've seen in my life. They're gonna be giant nerds about something. So right. Cheadle knows everything there is about acting. You know what I mean? And Blake will know everything about basketball, football. But like, it's so funny because these are the coolest people in the world. And the, you, the only way you're that good and to retain that knowledge is if you're a huge nerd and you yeah. dive so deep into it that you love everything about it. Yeah. Um, but Ryan was very cool because him having such a nerdy, I, I was doing something with some superhero thing and I was talking about it. He knew every, he knew way more than I did about all of it. About nerdy superheroes. Yeah, shit. it was really cool. I love stuff like that. Um, next question. We're talking about box scores. Mike Chicken writes, I don't know if you know this, but 
LeBron is averaging throughout his career 27, 7, and 7. That's wow. Like That's the LeBron line. And he's never averaged a triple-double, by the way. Never averaged a triple-double. But he's also never gotten that exact line in a game. He's never had 27, 7, and 7. I love that. Isn't that fun? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Thank whoever that is. Uh, that's Mike Chicken. That was like a fact thanks, on, Mike. on NBA Reddit. I don't oh, know if Mike, you NBA thanks, Reddit. Dude. Uh, so you do deep dives. I don't do that much. Because yeah. then I'd, I used to play Small World, which was a fantasy basketball game Yeah. And in college. And me and my friends got so into it that we spent hours and hours. And I was like, I can't. I stopped. Because I was like. I have to stop myself. You, yeah. And so now that I, I, I write so much and stuff like that, that if I have free time, I cannot waste it <laughs> playing fantasy. Because it's just, I devote so much time to yeah. it. Same with video games. I used to play a lot of role-playing games, and now I can't play those because it's too many hours. You're very good at self-discipline, cutting yourself off. And yet here I am, 75 pounds overweight. Uh, here's a question we actually kind of answered already. Claygore34, what current or former NBA players would you each compare each other's games to? So I'll say for you, you're... Give me two. Okay, two that I haven't said yet because I said Rip Hamilton. You know what you are? I love Rip Hamilton. Oddly enough, you are mellow with a better passing game. So you got like... You're in, you're on the corner. You're jab stepping. You're hezzy. You're pulling up. I need, you're a, shooting. I need a, someone to throw me that basketball and give me a tiny bit of room. I know, but that's that's kind of Melo's game. He's like the corner free throw line extended. He has a little bit more range than you. You're not. Or how about Demar Derozan? Because you're really good at oh, creating within the three that. point line, but you can't shoot threes. I can't for some reason. It's so crazy. You got to go back to over your head. I can have my feet on the line <laughs> yeah. and shoot perfect form. The second I take a, a step behind the line, Lamarcus Aldridge, my entire form changes. That's right. He's like it's he's so automatic weird. from twenty feet and can't make. But then I showed you. If you give me a step to walk into it, automatic. So I think what it is, it's coming from your legs. The power is from your legs. That's exactly correct. So if you worked out your legs and worked, and I don't, like I don't, I don't practice. So we, uh, Amir and I, back in the day, used to play in the Santa Monica, uh, San Vicente courts, which is on Santa Monica and San Vicente. Yeah. And there are these two twins there who are amazing and incredible, and they work out every day, and they're lovely, lovely men. You can see them there all the time. They still play, and they train people and stuff like that. But they, and they don't look like basketball players, but they do a drill where they throw up a hundred. Three pointers, and you're not allowed to stop until you uh, until you hit a hundred. Yeah, I can't. And do so that. I did it with them once. Holy shit! And you change, and that's when I was like, oh, and that's when your form ch- changes. So like, I, I, you had to change my form. I couldn't do it. And then, then you're like, oh, I could shoot like this, and you learn exactly because the you have to do it so often. But yeah. You do it in sets of fifty, but they they're in, they're amazing. Yeah. I love those guys that go play street ball or whatever. As <laughs> yeah. long as you're not talking too much shit and you're not <laughs> hogging the ball, you know. Or you, I hate people who guard so hard. One yeah. time I was with David Fernandez and Jose Fernandez in the Bronx, and we were playing basketball. I just played a little bit, and some guy goes. Some guy got up in our face and was he was guarding us and he goes, This is the NBA, man. This is the fucking NBA. <laughs> and David goes, No, it's not. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Some I may be ruining that story. All I remember is David going, It's not the NBA, is all I remember. I think it was but, Charles Oakley that did oh, that. Oh, that to was you. Charles Oakley. Yeah, that was Charles Oakley. Uh, and then who would you compare my game to? Oh wow. Probably Stan early. Van Gundy. That's really cool. He's a good dribbler. Great dribbler. I would say I'm Clay Thompson without the shooting ability. So I'll run around and shoot a lot. No they way, just no, won't there's go a good in. one because you slash and you 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 work hard. Give me Eddie Jones. No, Eddie Jones is too good of a shooter. Of course. Um I'll give you Andre Roberson. Anthony Bonner. I love that. Love Anthony Bonner. Any relation to Matt Bonner? No. Right. How about wait, no, let me give you someone else. What about what about this? Okay. A, a less skilled Jamal Jamal Mashburn. Less skilled Jimmy freaking Jackson. By How way, about that? Jimmy Jackson's a great shooter. Don't you dare. <laughs> You're not giving me that? No. 
Um, what about what about like a small Ronnie Cycli? I really like that. What about <laughs> small Amir and I also do this game where we just do random <laughs> references to. What about like a, what about like a twelve year old Tom Chambers? Oh, that's really good. Is he doing the double pump dunk? Yeah, he's doing the double pump dunk, feet. and then like his legs are way behind him. That's really cool. What about a really overweight Tim Legler? What oh, about that. Sean Elliott with bad skin? What about, what about D Brown <laughs> tipping the scales? What about D? What about D Brown? But his hand is always over his eyes. <laughs> his arm. Is always over his eyes when he shoots. What about that? That's good. That's really funny. That's good stuff, man. Thanks, Thank you dude. so much for fucking insulting me on my own fucking show. No, so who's long. a good slicer? You do slice, you do... You do uh... I'm telling you, Eddie Jones, the original slasher. He's great. By the way, that's not a bad call. Thanks. I man. love Eddie Jones. I love Eddie Jones. Number six on your Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, well, he was 25, and then he changed it to six. Sure did. Uh, Nick Van was nine on that team. Remember that? I had the Lakers, the next generation poster in... Uh, third grade, and it was. Who do we got? Ed- Nick. Wait, let me see how many I can do because I wasn't even a Laker fan. Nick three. Van Exel. Yep. Eddie Jones. That's two. One more. Oh, it's three of them. Yep. Um, who's the third? Cedric Sabalos. Oh, loved him. Which I. Oh, that's a great one. That's who you are. For the- oh, Cedric or Sabalos? Robert Ori. Oh yeah, like the garbage man. No, but like those are the guys who like work really hard and can hit their J's, but it takes them like uh, yeah. Robert yeah. Ori, I love Cedric Sabalos for you. I've seen Big Shot Bob at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Oh wow, what play. was he doing? Uh, he was eating a hoagie in the Weird. bathroom. Weird. Uh, all right, here's a, another quick one. Who do you think is the most underrated player right now? I did some research on this, so it's it's not really fair. But can you think of one off the top? Jamal of your head? Crawford. Jamal Crawford. You think he's underrated? Mm. He's too old to be underrated. Booker. Booker's great. Although he just got paid max money, so I don't know if he's underrated either. Oh, uh, you, oh, you, there's a couple great ones. How about a player that you Julius loved? Randall was pretty good and nobody gave him respect. That's true. Julius Randall was great. Didn't get a lot of money this year. He had no. to go to New Orleans. He was good. Signed a two-year Who's the center on the deal. Rockets? The center? Oh, Clint Capella. I thought he was great. Yeah, but he also got max He got money. He was underrated two years ago. Milos I thought was great, but he's, he's, not, he's not too underrated. I'm going to hit you with a name that flies very under the radar. There's a chance you've never heard of him. Donovan Mitchell last year was traded... Denver could have drafted him. They traded him to Utah. Do you know who they got in return? No. Trey Lyles. I don't know who a, that is. I know. He's a, is he any good? He's a young power forward who uh, whose points and rebounds have gone up every year for the first three years of his career. Last year, averaged like tw- 10 and 5. I think he's going to be very good very soon. Wow. And he's a player that nobody really thinks about. So that's my answer, Trey Lyles. Oh, I like that. Uh, let's see if we got another one. See if we got another one. When does this come out? And you also said you're going to basically just put this out immediately. Yeah, this is Friday at 1.30 Pacific uh, time. By the way, and he's and by the way, just so you know, most podcasts take a couple weeks to a couple months to come out. I'm going to edit it and put it online right away. Uh, last question. Uh, uh, how do you plan on making a podcast about the NBA funny, says Noah J.G. Watch this. Knock, knock. Who's there? The NBA. Who? So we're not going to. No, it's going to probably be no comedy. It's more just like regular stuff. Yeah. Unless, knock, knock. Who's there? That doesn't have to be funny. No, I guess it's not because callbacks don't even work. They say rule of threes really bring someone home. All right. Next question. <laughs> the rule of twos. The rule of dudes. The rule of small fours, we call God, it. It's on so the hot Buckets in this podcast. room. Yeah, I think we're done here. Um, How do you do this? How do you make it so hot? Uh, it's up so the heat rises. We can keep the AC going next time. I'm sure it won't affect audio quality that bad. Who do, who do you think I should have on the show next? Because this is episode one. I haven't thought much in the future. You should have a basketball player. That'd be cool. Um, or you should have... 
Um, who else do you love talking sports with? Marty loves talking sports with you. Yeah, I want you also too. to remember to get women on the on the program. Yeah, do you have any female sports? We can find lovers? absolutely. We can find some female sports lovers. Actually, the the WNBA playoffs has gotten more buzz this year than I have than has in a while. Yeah, because one of the players is one of the best basketball players in any league ever. That's right, Diana Taurasi is fucking lighting it up. So maybe I can talk to there's somebody a bunch about of, the there's, I'm trying to think of who, what comedians love basketball. There's some biggins that do, like Kevin Hart loves basketball. Yeah. But like, which one of our guys that, that we're friends with loves it? Billy and Adam love basketball. There you go. Lil Dicky loves basketball. He's been on a Oh, that'd be a good one. Lil Dicky would be a good one. Yeah. Does Hoodie Allen love it too? You can get all your friends that rap on. That's right. Rick Fox. Oh, that should be number two. <laughs> of course that should be number two. You texting about it yet? Uh, not yet. Are I you want, waiting for this to come to, out? I wanted to get an episode in, under the books. Uh, all right. Ben, on the books or under the books? You want it to be way under it? I want it to be completely submerged below the books. Oh, so they don't even know. They don't even see By the book. Oh, very the good. Very good. I only know that reference because we just watched that two days ago together. Is there anything you want to plug, promote, talk about? Yes. If this is coming out today. Yep. These are things that I have out. There's it's Labor Day weekend. There's a movie called Blue Iguana, me and Sam Rockwell. You can get on demand right now. Got it. There's a movie where I'm barely in it. I'm in it a little bit uh, called An Actor Prepares, but it's with Jeremy Irons wow. and Jack Houston, which is good. That came out literally today. <gasps> um, go to rejectedjokes.com. Go to my Twitter. I did a bunch of press for all these things, but I think some of it was cool. I got to interview Larry King, which is cool. If you go on my, if you go, go to follow Rejected Jokes and also, oh, Middle Age and I are touring. This is something I should be plugging. We're doing Phoenix. Uh, and San Francisco. Then we're going to do Austin and Atlanta, which is an exclusive. We haven't even announced that yet. I Whoa. think we're, we're going we're gonna to try our best to do those two. You should hit up a Suns game. You should hit up a Hawks game. I would love to. Hey, if anybody from those respective teams has, to, oh, although we're performing that night. I Isn't can't make Kevin anyone. Johnson going to be in the Phoenix? Oh, God. Remember that Kevin Johnson dunk on the playoffs? Holy shit. Holy shit. That little guy can fly. What was the first day? What's the first year you jerked off? Um... Anyway, that's the podcast, Thank guys. Thank you so much for listening. Buckets will be back at some point. Wait, the what's, there's got to be an ending thing. You have to do an ending thing. Let's invent it right now. What okay. do you want to do at uh, the end? Um, you want to go back and forth naming obscure basketball yes. players from a specific team? Yes. Okay, let's go back and forth. But naming... do an easier team because it's the first one. Okay, uh, Utah Jazz players. Give me a different team. Okay, let's do um, Dallas Mavericks. Oh, God, what are you doing? Okay, let's do um, <laughs> Sacramento Kings. We just do this for an hour? What are you saying, dude? What are you All crazy? right, let's do the Boston Celtics. <sighs> All right, let's do the New Jersey Nets. Ugh, you're closer. Ooh, let's do the Knicks. Okay, here we go. All right, ready? Players we haven't named yet. No, we start from the beginning. Okay. This is the game. We keep Back going until Somewhere. you're not allowed to name. Okay, 10 seconds per player. Yep. You're not allowed to name the same player seconds? twice. That's I it. think we got to go like boom, boom, name. Okay, five, boom, five, boom, five, name. five seconds per. Okay. So it's boom, one, boom. two, three, four, five. So one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's just name? Yes. Oh, no, you just have to say it within that time. Okay. Okay, so ready? Let's do, let's it can be as, anything. You can't say the same rhythm. Rhythm. Let's do it in rhythm. So boom, boom, name. Boom, boom, name. So it's going to be every two. Boom, you just change the whole game. Yeah. Boom, you change boom, the game. Okay. name. Patrick Ewing. Boom, boom, name. Boom, boom, you already, missed. you already missed. Boom, boom. You already missed. All right, start, start up. You ready? Ready? Boom, boom, net. And this game is going to be called Boom, Boom, Net. Okay. okay. Now, every time we snap, yep. you have to say a uh, name. I'm going to go first, starting Patrick Ewing. Chris Dudley. John Starks. <laughs> Charlie Ward. <laughs> Chris Childs. Hubert Davis. Christoph Porzingis. Kevin Knox. Joaquin <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> this is a lot of pressure. It's hard when it's doing it. Go. Um, Steve Novak. Charles Smith. Charles Oakley. <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> Derek Harper. Anthony Bonner. <laughs> Rolando Blackman. Anthony Mason. Xavier McDaniel. <laughs> I love Fuck, it. Fuck, I lost it. It's I, hard. I, it's hard. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure. Guys, let's sing the bucket song to go out. Here it comes. Ready? Buckets. I'm getting buckets, 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 buck, bucket, a 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 bucket. Now what Mir says. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>